faith overcoming fear. Overcoming fear with faith. And we have looked at many of the people mentioned in Hebrews 11 chapter. And we are up to David. We did some preview of this as we closed the last semester. And uh, we want to continue. And again, I just want to refresh some of the things that I said before. In studying David, it's good to also look at a few things about Saul, the first king, Samuel, the great prophet, and Jonathan, the son of Saul, who was a very good friend of David. As a matter of fact, a great comparison that um, we can make with uh, the comparison that we can make between particularly Saul and David, or Saul, Samuel, and David together will really, really teach us a lot about David himself. Uh, none of us live on an island. Uh, we, we are part of, of, of the lives of other people. We are influenced and stuff like that by, all, by our surrounding, by our growing up, and so forth and so on. It's the same thing with David. David was an, an island all to himself, uh, so a lot of the experiences that he had with other people as he grew up, uh, you know, his brothers, uh, his father, and so forth, uh, like all of us, did influence his life very much. So again, we're so happy to have you here. Those of you joining us on Facebook or Twitter, we thank you for your presence and we ask that you continue to spread the word. Let people know that every Thursday night at 7 o'clock, we have a Bible study and we're continuing with overcoming fear with faith. And so, as I said before, in the 11th chapter, of, 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 of Hebrews, um, David is also mentioned as one of the people of faith. But uh, as we shared previously with Moses and, and Gideon and others uh, earlier this year, we see that all these great people of faith had to deal with their fear. And David is no different. And in fact, David's fear may be more subtle to detect at time than was uh, Saul, for instance, the first king. So just because uh, people don't express fear or don't act like they're fearful, I think you can appreciate it that that doesn't mean that they're not experiencing fear and they don't experience fear from time to time amen so keep that in mind as we go through the life of david now it will take us uh, several weeks we're not going to rush this uh if you miss something 
I rather if you can join us live, but if you're not able to join us live on the telephone or on the internet, uh, if you miss something, uh, um, you can always uh, get the lesson on demand. Uh, you can get a recap of it on any Alexa device and it would be or it's going to be also an apple podcast if you're not able to view it you can listen to apple podcast anywhere so we try to make it available and i will suggest to everyone that you take notes take a lot of notes i'm going to go slow i'm going to go slow slow as reasonable possible i think uh, and take a lot of notes because I think it would be very helpful. But again, if you miss some notes and so forth, you can always go back to the other resources I told you about, uh, whether on demand or on, um, uh, you know, and they can get on demand also on Roku uh, on, and, and Apple television. You can get your uh, demand on that. Or you can go to Apple Podcast. Now, another helpful thing uh, is that on, if you're looking online, uh, you will see a tab on the top that says Bible, or uh, one that says Notes. Uh, if you hit the notes, you can put your notes right in there, right in there. And if you hit Bible, if you don't have a Bible somewhere, you don't have a Bible that has several different versions of Bible, Bibles in that um, tab, and uh, as commentaries and, and and different things that you can help help you do your research. Amen. So again, we thank God, and we thank God for you, and we pray that he continues to richly bless us in this time. So let us begin. We prayed already. Um, at least on two occasions, um, as we compare Saul, the first king, to David, who would eventually replace Saul, uh, we see that Saul had some defects, like all of us, uh, in his character. And um, one of the things that that uh, Saul about Saul, he tended to kind of uh, disobey God, uh, trying to you know uh, trying to do what is right, think that he's pleasing God, but not having that deep relationship with God. David, on the opposite hand. Oftentimes, he wasn't trying to do the right thing. He was just doing some bad stuff. But he always sought and always had a close relationship with God. So here you have one, one of the first comparisons, a great one. Saul thinking that he's pleasing God and not paying very careful attention, not having a close connection with God. Even if we goof up, uh, completely misunderstand what God wants of him, 
And here's David, somewhat carefree, sometimes impetuous, just go ahead and did things, but always had a close relationship with God. And um, that's why uh, God considered David uh, a man after his own heart, a man, a man that, that, that God could use and, and, and God did use him in mighty ways. One of the first things that happened, and if we look at First um, Samuel, First Samuel, the fifteenth chapter. Well, even before then, we're still in First Samuel. Let's look at something. First Samuel the uh, 13th chapter first samuel the 13th chapter starting at verse 8 first samuel 13 starting at verse And this is talking about uh, Saul. And he tarried seven days according to the set time of Samuel at appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me, and peace offering. And he offered a burnt offering. What's going on is that um, here's Saul waiting for Samuel. This they're about to go into battle. Um, obviously, you pray to God. You, you, you know, you uh, in this case, you make sacrifices and so forth. You're waiting for the leader to come, the spiritual leader to come. So Saul um, became somewhat impatient, as you will see. Verse number ten. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him, that he might salute him, that he might greet him. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Michmash. So here, you can make a note of this. Here is something we see again with Saul. He tended to be very fearful. And he's very fearful because he's going to go into battle. He's waiting for the religious leader, the prophet Samuel, to come. Samuel was supposed to be there, you know, within seven days. He didn't come. He says that people are getting fearful, they're scattering. So, you know, I, I, I had to do something. And what he did, of course, was to kind of take the place of Samuel and, uh, you know, had a church, as we would say. Uh, and, um, and the, the, uh, getting the people ready 
to go into battle. But Samuel said, what, what did you do as I paraphrased? He said, well, I, you know, I saw that the people were scattered and always I became afraid. Afraid that uh, the enemies would attack us. Afraid that we wouldn't have had services uh, before the battle. Afraid that you may not you may not even come. And so um, Samuel says, well, therefore I said, uh, as, as Saul says, the Philistine will come down now unto me at Gilgad, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. You know, I didn't have church. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. He says, I forced myself. I, 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 I went, I stepped out of bounds. I, I, I did what you're supposed to do. And you can actually hear the fear in what he's saying. You know, literally hear the fear in his voice. And, and it's like almost saying, but what was I supposed to do? You know, I had to do something. And they see clearly fear of fear overtake faith. Should he have said, well, Samuel is not here, but if this is what the Lord wants, he will find a way. I don't have to overstep my bound, uh, you know, whatever it is. Let faith take over. And so um, he didn't do that. And so, like I said, you know, uh, you'll see later on the guy, it, that all oh, this is teaching us a lot about David, you know, just contrasting Saul the first came with David. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established the kingdom upon Israel forever. You, you, don't, you, you, did, you did foolishly. You, you see, what's important is that when people act in faith, when we act in faith, we, 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 we embrace so much of God's blessing because what 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 Samuel is indicating to Saul is that the people are going to end up not being blessed because you didn't show the kind of faith that you should have before the people. Therefore, the people have a tendency to be more fearful than faithful with the, with, because of what you did. So lots of time when we don't act in faith, we have we ought to see the implications, the far-reaching consequences of what our act of fear instead of faith may bring about. Uh, you didn't come do what the Lord commanded you to do. The Lord told you to wait for me. I was late. Well, that's part of your faith. 
Wait for me. When you follow God's plan, you're acting in faith. And that's so important. But now the kingdom shall not, your kingdom shall not continue. And Lord sought him a man after his own heart, referring to King David who would come later on. Amen. A man after his own heart. Now let's let's reinforce this again. If we go to um to first uh, Samuel uh, chapter fifteen starting at verse twenty. 1 Samuel chapter 15, starting at verse 20. We're going to see another encounter between Samuel and Saul. And one of the first things you could ask yourself here, again, again, to show you how gracious God is, it's, he often gives us many chances, right? Uh, even if we goof up and mess up and so forth. Uh, verse 20. And Saul said to Samuel, Yeah, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way in which the Lord sent me, and I brought Agag, the king of the Amalek, and utterly destroyed the Amalek, Am Amalekites. Uh, brought King Agag, king of the Amalek, and I have destroyed the armies of the Amalekites. Yeah. But there again, as we will see in this context, in this passage, yes, he, God gave him the battle. He won the battle against the Amalekites. But again, he was disobedient. And let us look closely. You will see that his disobedience again came out of his fear. Amen. His disobedience came out of his fear. This time Samuel, he says, this time Saul is saying, yeah, I, I obeyed the Lord this time. I routed the enemies. But now he's coming up with an excuse. And if you heard my recent sermon, you see that one of the contrasts, one of the differences between David and a whole lot of people, and here included Saul, he, David didn't make up excuses when he didn't do what was right. Because here, here, here is Saul saying, I obey the Lord this time, I'm paraphrasing. But the people didn't. The people are the one who took the sheep and the oxen. 
what what he was supposed to do he was supposed to destroy the oxen and the sheep as he defeated the Amalekites but he didn't do that and he's blaming it Saul on the people see what the lack of faith or fear will make us make excuses for our shortcoming the exact opposite of David but the people took the spoils sheep and oxen the chief of things which should have been destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord like God and Gilgal. Ah, yes, they took it and they were going to, you know, take some of it and, and worship you and God, uh, worship God and have sacrifice. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. It's better to listen, it's better to be obedient. God told you to destroy these things. Paul uh, Samuel is saying, you're in trouble, because as I came up, I hear, the sheep and I heard the oxen and I know that you did not do what the Lord told you to do and so you went ahead again and have church or make excuses for doing what you were not supposed to do and God is not pleased with you Because he has chosen a man after his own heart. David. I think the verse I'd like to leave with us tonight is verse number seven. Verse number seven of chapter 16. Verse number 7 of chapter 16. I'd like to leave that with us tonight as we consider David. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, nor on the height of his stature, because I refuse him. For the Lord seeth not a man as man seeth. For a man looketh on the outward appearance, 
but the Lord looketh on the heart. What a powerful verse. As we compare Samuel, I mean compare Saul with David. Saul was a tall and handsome person. And David was kind of a, a ruffian type of person. And as you will see as we go on, when God asked Samuel to go and anoint David, and David was just a very young kid, Yes, Samuel was very upset with Saul. Disappointed. It makes sense. He was a man that the people loved. He had the charisma. As I said before, he was handsome and everything else, tall. A people pleaser. But more than that, Samuel expended time and effort and really wanted Saul to succeed. And as you will see next week, you know, God is saying, you got to get over Saul. He didn't work out. Yeah, and sometimes people disappoint us. But in the case of Saul, he just kept disappointing God and over and over and over again, as you will see later. It's not that David was a much better person in character, or even a better person. He was just someone who was real, as I have said so many times, and who was real to God. And this is such an important verse, because God doesn't look at outward appearance. He looks at the heart. He looked at the person inside out and not outside in, so to speak. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on the countenance. And that's a metaphor. That's not just literal. Don't look at things just from the outside, from the outward appearance, from your first impression, even from your continued impression without seeing profoundly and deeply into the thing that you're dealing with or the person that you're dealing with because God doesn't look at things and look at us that way. Thank God for Jesus. Otherwise, a whole lot of people, including myself, I'd be on the top of the list. We would be in big, big, big trouble because I refuse him. I refuse to accept things just by outward appearance. And if you really come to think about it, that's where faith resides, on the inside, not on the superficial, not on the facade of outward appearance. The Lord see it, not a man, not a person, just from the outside. For a man, people look on outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart.
David, a man after God's own heart, and God is making it plain. He could have told Samuel, he says, uh, you know, after you pass away, David's going to get into a whole lot of problems. But I'm looking at his heart. And that's a great thing. And that's a, 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 a great segue into uh, the love that God has for us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And we thank God for how he sees our hearts, how he sees our sincerity, and not how he sees our frailty. And that is one way of us overcoming fear with faith. As we'll see later on, David is just as fearful as Saul. He may not have shown it, in many many times in many ways but because of what the faith that david had in god that was deep in him is what brought him through on so many 